Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another electrifying game of varsity boys basketball tonight between the Mercer Island Islanders and the Hazen Highlanders. Two teams, the two teams have met before. However, their seasons couldn't have gone any more different up to this point. Coming into the game with a three and three overall record, Hazen has five of its last six games canceled, with their last appearance being a 68-62 win against Interlake way back on January 5th. Mercer Island, on the other hand, might be wishing some of their games were never played <laughs> at all. They limp into tonight's game with a 2-7 record, coming off the heels of a 58-57 heartbreak to its most hated rival, Bellevue. As they sit 1-4 in conference, Mercer Island looks to climb out of the doldrums with a desperately needed conference win tonight. I'm Andrew Pearson, joined by Harry Gallen and Sophia Zano, to call yet another exciting game of MI basketball here for KMIH 88-9, The Bridge. Now, Harry, the last time these two teams met, Mercer Island was able to squeak out a victory barely, 62-60. to Considering their struggles in close games this season, how does Mercer Island need to approach this rematch with Hazen tonight? I think they absolutely need to be fearless and they need to build on that momentum. Because lost in that intro about the, the heartbreaking loss to Bellevue was the ferocious comeback late in the game. Definitely. Mercer Island was hitting every shot they looked at and getting quality looks building on that momentum from the close game at Bellevue, and more than that, trying to prioritize running three-point plays and getting their shooters open is how they're going to get the offense working and win tonight's game. Absolutely. Now, in the midst of that star-crossed comeback late in the game against Bellevue, Mercer Island seemed like it had a fire lit under them in those last two minutes nearly to take the game to overtime. Now, Harry, how can Mercer Island tap into that flow of controlled aggression to mm, get the W mm. tonight? Yeah, I think early on in the game, what we were seeing a lot from Mercer Island in that Bellevue game. No. Oh, yeah, somebody so in the, in the Bellevue Early in the Bellevue game, Mercer Island was very aggressive, and they were essentially going after early looks early in the shot clock. By slowing the game down, letting it come to them, and trying to produce quality looks rather than forcing shots, Mercer Island was able to hit their shots a lot more effectively. Absolutely. Now, Harry, it's no secret that future Montana Grizzly Jackson Knapp is the centerpiece to this Hazen team. He's a six foot seven forward. He's got a killer jump shot. How can Mercer Island contain Hazen's star player tonight? Six feet tall with a smooth jump shot to boot. You're not going to stop that. You can only hope to contain it. That being said, the game plan must be from Coach Tree and the Islanders to just contain and make anyone else beat you. I'd expect to see some strategic traps and double teams to make sure that the ball is out of his hands as much as possible on the offensive side of the ball. Overall, though, what you're looking for from Mercer Island is good offense to make up for the inevitable breakthroughs that, he, that Knapp is going to have. Absolutely. Now, Sophia, you've been part of our broadcast here. You've seen the past couple of games. Yep, I have. What do, what do you think Mercer Island needs to do to really take the, the bull by the horns in this one? All right, so what I saw, I broadcasted the varsity girls game right before this, and the girls, they had an, a huge lead right in the first two quarters-ish, and then they fell asleep. Mercer Island has a tendency to do that, and that's how Hazen was able to get over at least a 13-point win on them. If they catch them off guard, Mercer Island's done for. So Mercer Island just has to stay awake. They got that D1 commit, like you said, Montana. Seriously, you can't let them take advantage of you. you got to stay awake at all times. Got to have your senses ready to go versus this Hazen team. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's sure to be an exciting night tonight with the Mercer Island Islanders up against the, high, uh, up against the Hazen Highlanders. We'll be back in just a minute to provide the coverage for all of you at home. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Mercer Island Basketball. I'm Andrew Pearson here with Sophia Zano and Harry Gollin here to commentate this game against the Mercer Island Islanders and the Hazen Highlanders. Mercer Island just missed a jump shot and 
a fantastic three-point shot from Hazen. That is number two, Cyrus, Cyrus Harden. Harden. And the game just starts here. It is nothing currently right now. We just started the game. And my goodness, it's been an electrifying start so far. Certainly. I mean, I think you're looking here. Mercerone does not want to get cut on the back foot, but already with that turnover, they're now facing going down double digits. And not double digits, double, two possessions before they've even gotten a real offensive possession off the ground. Demagosh is with the ball now for Hazen, and he will draw a foul here from Mercer Island. We're looking at another inbounds play. You got to wonder how Mercer Island's going to defend this. Obviously, they're going to look to keep the ball out of Jackson Knapp's hand. Jackson Knapp, the 6-7 forward, number five here for Hazen, a Montana commit, a D1 basketball commit here for Hazen. And here we go. Here goes Demagoshis, passes it out onto the perimeter, bullying his way out. And now some perimeter passing here. Ooh. And it was to Knapp, and they will, and he will draw a foul from our future quarterback guy, Spencer Kornblum. <laughs> Yeah, certainly I think you're seeing that aggressiveness. Kornblum's assignment was clearly don't let Knapp get in front of you and don't let him and keep contact on at all times. Went a little too far that time. Knapp with the ball driving to the net. Will he get the layup? And yeah. he will. Bullies his way into the paint and gets the layup. And here we go. McCrary with the ball now for Mercer Island. Driving down the court. Trying to get, out, get it out, the ball to the perimeter, but will be called with another foul. Looks like Brady was ready to take that three-point shot. Look, we got two Jacks on each team, or one on each, <laughs> excuse me. Got Jax Brady, only a junior, still in the middle of his recruiting process, so who knows where he's going to go next year if he does commit. Like the Ooh. other Jacks. Oh, what a beautiful putback from Kornblum. Takes the foul pass and lobs it up beautifully for the two-pointer. And he draws a foul. Will take his free throw shot right now. That's the kind of offense the Islanders are going to need to run. Efficient, effective, and drawing fouls. They're going to need to produce some offense. The first free throw is up, and it is good. It's 3-5 with Hazen winning, and a, a very near turnover from Hazen on the, on the return into the opposing side of the court. McCreary has had that speed so far. I've just been looking at him for maybe the past 30 seconds, give or take, and he's Ooh, been oh. jumping in everywhere. Finding and, his way in the best spots. And a bit of a foul there on, on the pass like back in bounds. Demagoshis again, jawing at McCreary. The but confidence. In a, in a block instantly. Turnover. Turnover for Hazen. And Mercer Island will have possession of the ball. McCreary now with the ball once again. Looking to drive the ball down the court. Gets, gets a block. Tries to put up the layup. Ooh. And he gets it. Solid, solid passing from Mercer Island, showing and flashing that aggressiveness. It is 5-5. Five, five. McCrary draws a foul as well. There again is that fearlessness, putting your defender on the back foot. Already a timeout from Hazen. The fear is showing, guys. <laughs> I think what you're seeing here is a lot of aggressiveness from Mercer Island early, and that's what they need here especially when you're going up against guys like Jackson Knapp on the other side. And Demagoshis has clearly had a lot of confidence. I, I think you have to be clear that defense alone is not going to get the job done. Driving to the rim, making those shots, and then converting on free throws are how Mercer Island's going to stay ahead early and often in this one. Absolutely. What do you think they're telling them in that huddle right now? Obviously, Mercer Island's gotten a little bit of a bounce back, especially Hazen leading. 
Hazen, they're probably telling him to get a little more disciplined on defense. I mean, the fact that Mercer Island has been able to draw fouls Definitely. on back-to-back -back possessions is not acceptable defense. On Mercer Island, it's probably just keep your foot on the gas. Exactly. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't let go. Exactly. And here comes Ryan McCrary set to throw his first free, first free throw attempt of the game from the line. Free throw is up. And, and it no is good, and but the ball is out. Mick, Nicholas Korvaskas trying to oh, get the ball. Gets it out to Brady. Brady out to Kornblum. And Kornblum just misses his layup, but will draw another foul. Oh, no, the foul will be called on Mercer Island, it seems. Mm. What was the foul on? It was a clear. Did you see the signal? I, I didn't. I did not. It all happened so fast. So that's going to be uh, a miss on Kornblum, then. And so out goes Hazen, trying to drive down into Mercer Island territory. Some some perimeter passing out here right now. It's Jax he, versus Jax here. Look at this. And here comes Knapp. Knapp well, looking to go anywhere at the ball. What a pass. Beautiful pass. Three-point shot from Hazen is missed, but rebounded and recovered. Lamp. Oh, oh dominating oh, block. My goodness. Nicholas Korvaskas. And that's the kind of defense. Nick just sent that ball way downtown, all across the I-90 bridge. There was no ball left to be found after that block. That's exactly what you want to see from Mercer Island. You need that kind of physical, aggressive, and just fast-paced defense right there. That energy needs to be there on both sides of the ball against such a good Hazen team. And here we go. Passing out to the perimeter is Hazen after the foul. Here comes Knapp. Knapp looking for somewhere to go. He's on Korvaskis right now. Takes the three. Will miss it. Turnover. Oh, oh just out of bounds. Turnover. So but Mercer Island's going to get their hands on that ball. That's good. Aggressive defense. You see that? There was a loose ball after that missed step back three from Knapp. And they were swarming. That's exactly what you need to do. You can't let Hazen get those second chance points. And it is, it is worth noting, folks, that Hayden Matthews is out there for Hazen right now. He's a... Uh, He's an early put-in for the game. Chris Clark with the ball now. Trapped. Two on two. He's got to be careful here. He might step out of bounds. And he has to get rid of the ball. Gets absolutely bullied into a corner by Hazen before they can even get the ball out. You can see Coach Cree from Mercer Island is not happy about that. And that was just not – that was a possession that never got off the ground. He's going to call a timeout immediately to try and salvage it. But you can't get trapped in the corner like that. He was ambushed almost immediately. Mercer Island is going to have to be a little more careful about protecting their guys and giving easy dump-offs early in the possession to avoid that. Definitely. And again, it's one of those moments where Mercer Island, they're very slowly but surely taking their foot off the gas, which cannot happen. Mm. This is what happened with the girls, like I said, and really Hazen. They got that power in them. They can just immediately turn it over fast, which we have seen. And Islanders can't just let that get ahead of them. Exactly. And you got to think that Mercer Island has been a bit of a streaky team against Bellevue boys and girls Definitely. and now against Hazen. So you're looking for that consistency on both ends of the ball. Good defense. Let's see if they can continue the offense. Alex Henderson in now for Mercer Island. Chris Clark driving down, gets it out to Brady on the perimeter, looking for somewhere to go. He bullies his way out, tries to get it back to Clark. We'll give him the pick and roll, but is defended excellently. McCrary with the ball now, trying to go somewhere. Ooh. Passes it out to Brady. Three-point shot. Good. And he drives it Nothing in. but net there. The swoosh god is back. Brady with a beautiful three-point shot on the assist from McCrary. Oh, and that's a miscommunication right there. He was passing from midcourt, and you can see that his that Hazen thought they had a man on the perimeter, and it just went right by him, back turned to the ball. That's a costly mistake, and Mercer Island 
has to capitalize here. This is a great chance to put real distance between them and Hazen. Action-packed first minutes here in the game, though it is still only an 8-5 to five game with five minutes left in the first quarter. McCrary now on the perimeter, trying to go somewhere. Brady almost had another three-point shot. And they will call a foul there, And it's funny, I was looking at Brady right as he was running back after making that swoosher. Jalen Ivers, number four of Hazen, definitely had some words for him after that. Gave him a quick little shove. You yeah. can see the tensions rising here. Mercer Island beat him once. They want to beat him again. Hazen wants revenge. Here comes Jaden Holmes with the ball now for Hazen. Oh, Another yep. Illegal call. screen. He didn't set himself right there. I mean, you got to set your feet clearly. And right there, he essentially he essentially flowed right into that screen. Mercer, you know, Mercer Island was blindsided by that. That's a good call to keep him honest. Very sloppy ball here from Hazen. And now Mercer Island going up against this, this tight man-to-man -man defense here. Chris, Chris Clark with the ball now. Pump fakes it, looking for somewhere to go. Will get it out, Ooh. and it's a fast break turnover. And there goes Hazen with the ball. Number that's gonna 20. be Matthews. Yep, that's Hayden Matthews, the guy who, who's put in just in today. Will get that layup on the fast break. McCrary now. Brings the ball out, gets it up to Mick. Mick, good. beautiful. That's exactly beautiful. what you want to see. That's that's a good possession right there. You get into the paint and you convert. And here come, here comes Jaden once again. Gives up a horrible turnover. Chris Chris Clark misses the layup. Will for a foul. Mm, good play. Good steal from Chris Clark here. That's shown some rising speed. He's he's got a he's got a height advantage on his man. It's a quickness advantage that's going to matter in those situations. Shame he couldn't capitalize on the M1 opportunity, but absolutely a great defensive play. And that has really been the story so far. Mercer Island's absolutely swarming defense. Chris Clark set for his free throw at the line. Will miss his first one, but will have a shot of one more. It is currently 10-7 with 3:42 left on the clock, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an action-packed, quick-paced game so far. It'll be Corvaskas, Clark, Henderson, Kornblum, and McCrary in the game now as Chris Clark sinks in his second free throw. And, an, and another call here from the refs. Abelholson's on now for Clark, giving Clark a rest after that. Abelholson, the junior, definitely has potential. Imagine what we can do next year when we have Brady, Abelholson, like I said, Mick, everybody. Even some new young faces. And now Knapp with the ball, ever dangerous. Ooh. Gets it, gets it, gets uh, some smart oh. passing out. Defender falls down for Mercer Island, and number two, Cyrus Harden will knock a layup in 11 to 9 here. Mercer Island narrowly leading. That leaving. is an ankle breaker right there. I mean, that's that's that was good defense throughout from Mercer Island there, and you got to be frustrated there because that was they essentially got him right where you want him. But what a nice move with Hard by Harden there to drop his defender to get a wide open layup. That's just good basketball right there. And here we go, Hazen getting the ball. Get they get it out to Nap. Will Nap get it in? Yep. And he just bullies his way to another layup. Oh, mi miscommunication on the pass there. Former Island falling, tons of people falling over in the paint. Oh, but here you're gonna see that's an offensive foul, and that's a missed opportunity for Hazen there. They had a chance to really go on a bit of a run, but here just an absolutely heartbreaking moment for Hazen there. They had a wide open layup and over aggressive. It's going to cost him. Oh, Cornblum oh, with a with Kornblum. a miscommunicated pass, a duck on the inbound. But they do miss the layup. 
It'll still be a tied game, 11-all. Frustration here from Mercer Ryan. There's, I believe that's going to be an over the back. Or are they going to call that? They're going to call that a shooting foul. I'm not. I'm and, not. I'm not sure how they got there. But and, and it looks like, folks, Khalil Dolphin Hood is going to get his shot at some free throws. And here you go. First one is up, and it is knocked through. 12 to 11 now with three minutes left to go. Highlanders leading. Yep. Certainly, you're going to look to minimize these kinds of bad mistakes. That's back-to-back -back inbound passes that have just been ducks. You can't. You can't do that there. Second free throw on the way, and it is missed. Kornblum gets gets possession mm -hmm. back with Abelhausen driving down. McCrary, wide open three, no. and it is just narrowly missed. Knapp with the ball now, looking to get some points here for Hazen. Extend the lead past one point. It is 11-12, folks. Knapp with the ball now. Ooh. Gets the ball out to his perimeter man. Excellent passing here from Hazen. Good ball movement. They're keeping Mercer on their toes, waiting for that open shot. Dolphin Hood takes the jump shot, and it is knocked through. 14-11 with a three-point deficit for Mercer Island. Mercer Island really has to take advantage of these upcoming fouls. Abu Halsen driving down. Loader can't get it to go. And unfortunately does not get that one. you got to be disappointed if you're Mercer Island there. You don't want to miss too many shots with Jackson Knapp on the other side. And here comes number... There was Demi Demigoshes getting the ball out anywhere. Matthews here driving. Matthews. Floater of his own, but it also doesn't go. Oh, but Knapp gets, gets the rebound, and he gets the layup. 16-11 with two minutes left in the first. I mean, but three for four from the field with that only miss being a step back three. Jackson Knapp has simply imposed his physicality on the Islanders so far tonight. And it looks like there's going to be another foul. This one seems to be on Mercer Island. No, I believe that's going to be a timeout. Ah, timeout. Timeout here from Coach Creek. And I would be I would be calling the timeout here too. The Islanders, after a hot start, are reeling. Blown inbound passes, dumb mistakes. You can't allow this to happen. We gotta regroup here. Tony Swendrowski in the game now. Abuhalsen with the ball. Going into the Ooh, paint. Nice gets pass. it gets it into Mick, but unfortunately not able to hold on to the ball. And it will But it is tipped. So ah. Bergeron's gonna get the ball back there. Good play there by all accounts on Hazen's part. Ooh, the Chris lightning inbound pass. Chris Clark with a beautiful quick pass to Kornblum, and Kornblum able to just easily put that one in. Yeah, and you can see on the foul score right here, Hazen's Ooh. already got six. Steal from Swendrowski now. Driving down the court, gets it out to Kornblum, who gets it out to Mick. And Corvaskis gets his Ooh. pass tipped out of bounds. It will still remain. And there you're with seeing Island. you're seeing where Jackson Knapp isn't just tall. He's got that long wingspan there. He's able to get his hands on what was a good idea from Mick there in the paint. Just doesn't quite work out. He's a, he's, a, he's a difference maker on both sides of the ball, clearly. 13-16, Mercer Allen down by one three-point shot. Looking for somewhere to go. Long inbound pass. Long ones over to Abelhals and out to the perimeter. They'll get it out to Clark. Clark driving through, gets it out to Luke Reed, and he sinks one! Luke Reed just came on. And that'll be his first make of the night. After an early miss, he bounces back with a big three-pointer to tie. Excellent shot from Luke Reed on that one as Hazen now getting the ball down the court. It's 16 all, and another foul here. What's going on there? I didn't, I didn't see what the ref was signaling, but it what it sounds like doesn't sound good for us. It's going to send Hazen to the line, and specifically Jackson Knapp. You don't want to see that. I didn't see the play, so I wouldn't be able to, call, to judge the call. But here, I think we're seeing Mercer Island's first major mistake. It's been those fouls. I mean, 
Jackson Knapp is physical enough, you can't foul him. You can't give him a chance. Exactly. Come Luke on. Reed was the one who fouled him. Ah, unfortunate. unfortunate. It'll, it'll be Luke Reed's first couple of minutes in the game. Ball is out to Knapp. Back, back to Matthews. Matthews driving in. And they an excellent pass out to the perimeter. He doesn't take the three-point shot. Ooh, that's an ambitious shot. And, and Drawfin Hood Ooh. misses his jump shot. Scramble, scramble, scramble for the ball. Looks like a looks like looks like a bunch of jumps on a fumble. Yeah, that was um, four people on the floor. Again, you're seeing Jackson not being a difference maker. That that is Mercer Island's ball all the way. And then that's just that lanky six-foot-tall frame is able to get in there and mess things up. And Hazen is now going to get another inbounds uh, inbounds chance. As the bodies hit the floor, it looks like Hazen will will continue with possession of the ball. Driving down now. Ooh, step back. Number 10. Excellent step back and excellent jump shot. That is number 10, Brian Lee. His first time that we call his name. What a, what a first impression right there. A beautiful step back. Back out. I mean, you might prefer to have that just because he was just inside the arc. Take a further step back and hit a three, but good Lord, that was a good play. And it'll be 16-18 with a two-point deficit for Mercer Island. And it looks like it was another foul. Chris foul Clark will be, game. Chris Clark will be taking some free throw shots. He shoots one now, and it Good. will be in. That's huge. He missed his first free throw, but he's not. But he made his second one, and now he's hit his third. You're looking for him to get both free throws here to continue keeping this game even. That and Mercer Allen has the bonus now. Highland is up with seven fouls compared to Mercer Allen's four. And will he make it a, a no, 18 not all go. game? It, he will not. Hazen keeps the ball in bounds after a little bit of bobbling. 17-18 with 20 seconds left in the first quarter. Nap with the ball now. Is he going to look to run out the clock? The no. Missouri commit drives down, gets the ball out to the perimeter to, to Matthews, and he will miss the three. But are they going to call a foul on that one? It appears so. Looks like we're going to get a three. Is that going to be three shots from the, from the charity stripe? Oh, my gosh. It's sloppy, sloppy defense. I mean, the, the swarming defense has been good. But especially as this quarter has worn on, Mercer Island has looked less aggressive and more sloppy. Absolutely. Matthews now with the with the maroon and white yelling to hope he misses his first free throw, but he will not. It'll, it'll be a 17-19 game. 11.5 left. Here comes Matthew again with the home crowd cheering against him, but he will sink one in. And he's going to get one more. I mean, this is certainly not what the Islanders were looking for here as they perform some switches, getting some new guys, getting some fresh blood out on the floor, putting Kornblum back out there. Yep, it'll be Kornblum, Clark, Reed, Mick, and Swindrowski now on the court for the Islanders. Matthews puts up another free That's throw, and he will miss his third Still one. Still a one-score game. Clark going downfield, five seconds left. Looking for any uh, any available points, but this Hazen defense is smothering. Just puts a last-minute one up. And Korvaskas in vain after the buzzer has been beaten. Will put in the layup, but unfortunately. A worthy attempt from Chris Clark on the buzzer beater. Yeah. But early on, I think what you're seeing pretty quickly is that Hazen has had some sloppy play, mm -hmm. but they've made their shots. In fact, according to me, according to what I have, they've only had one or two misses this entire quarter. Meanwhile, you're looking at a much more even spread on Mercer Island. They're clearly holding the ball, taking more risks with those aggressive passes, but it's translating to better looks. If I'm Coach Cree and the Islanders, I'm looking to slow the game down, play at my play, at play at my pace, and not force shots here, because Mercer Island is getting killed by, by taking the 50-50 shots. And when they're not falling, we can see that's why they're down by three. Exactly. And I did say this earlier, they got to take the shots, but 
at least be a little more consistent with your accuracy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is 17 to 20 here, ladies and gentlemen, at the start of the second quarter. And my goodness, has it been an action-packed game. Lots of sloppy play. Lots of sides. lots of offensive fireworks. Boomer uh, bust, really. Absolutely. Now, obviously, Jackson Knapp, the star of this team for Hazen, looking to rally the troops here and really try and get Hazen to, you know, extend their lead here. Speaking of Jackson Knapp, I mean, he has the most field goals made of anyone here with going three for four, including including a do three dominating possessions in the post where he just imposed his will on his Mercer Island defender as well as drawing some fouls. And here comes Mercer Island. Chris Clark with the ball now to kick off the second quarter, 17 to 20 currently with Mercer Island down by three. Swindrowski now takes a shot for, for the, the three. For the and, tie. And it is missed. Mm -hmm. Rebound by Knapp. We got some new faces here on the court. Griffin King is now starting. And Griffin King now out for Mercer Island. And here we go. Hazen getting it out to the perimeter to Dreyfus Hood. Gets it gets it out to the three-point line once again. Knapp in the paint now. Looking to Ooh, bully his way what a in. spin. Misses the layup, however. And they will drive down now. Chris Clark getting it out to Luke Reed. Looking for anywhere to go with the ball. Drives oh. down and will get a will get a foul called. It I believe that's going to be a reach in there. Ooh, they're going to give him. They're going to give him. Are they going to give him shots? Hmm. It looks like it. I didn't think he was going up for it, but I guess Mercer Ryan will get a crack for the charity stripe. And Luke Reed will get his first free throw shot right now. It is up, and it is not good. That is his, that is his only miss of the night, actually. He sunk in an excellent three-pointer just not too long ago. Dreyfus Hood getting the ball out there. for Hazen. Knapp, Knapp with the offensive rebound, looking for anywhere to go. Number 12 puts it up, misses. Hazen getting oh, it, getting oh. going anywhere with it, and lots of contact on Knapp. Wow. Brady will be putting this in here for the Islanders. I mean, certainly you got to feel like, yeah, good defensive position for the Islanders and all. I mean, you, it was risky to leave to leave the post so open, but Chris Clark driving Ooh. down tries to get the ball out. Throws it in the stands. Someone just saw their life flash before their eyes. Yeah, Looks like he wanted a foul on that one. I think he thought his path, he didn't have a clear path, and that was why he wasn't able to set his foot and drive that ball on a more even trajectory. It is worth noting that Luke Green was screaming wide open on the wing. It was a good idea, but just poor execution. Dauphin Missed Hood call now. or not. Dauphin Hood now getting locked down. Tries to get the ball out. But and that's going like to be a charge. There you go. Charge called on Khalil Dauphin Hood of Hazen. It is still, folks, a 17 to 20 game with the Highlanders in the lead. I mean, there I think what you're seeing is a bit of that aggressiveness working against Hazen. They've been physical, especially, of course, Jackson Knapp has been, but even his teammates have, and you're seeing the downside of that with a charge there. Swindrowski gets it out to Luke Reed, gonna take that free three-point shot, misses this one, although Merson almost got back on it. But unfortunately, and we've been seeing this all game, guys, the ball has hit the ground so many times. I mean, it's just not a clean rebound. I mean, he had he had it there, but just not not going to go for it. But they'll get a foul call. I think they're going to call that an over the back there. A little too aggressive by Hazen again, this time on the rebound. Swendrowski now going to take his free throw shot, puts one up, and it is good. 18-20 to 20 now. 
Mercer round only down by two. Here with these free throws, I mean, you gotta capitalize. You're splitting the free throws is not enough. Offense has been hard to come by so far in this second quarter. Swindrowski now getting ready to take his shot. He will, and it is just missed. It'll remain an 18 to 20 game. Chris Clark getting a rest now. McCrary in for him. Two powerful players swapping out, giving each other breaks. Matthew with the ball now, bullies his way in. Will he get the layup? Ooh, no, he will the not. Tip from Jackson Knapp, but in the end for not. And here comes McCrary back in the game now. Swindrowski on the perimeter, gets it back to McCrary. He, McCrary will take the three-point shot, Ooh. and it is in and out of the rim. So frustratingly close. Knapp will get it out to the perimeter once again. Get it to his men. Now it's back to Knapp. In the post. He's got a smaller defender on him. You're going to look to see if he's going to try and exploit that. Here, though, you can see Mer Oh! Beautiful dribbling, but he will get slightly tripped up, and a foul is called. That's notable there because that's good to keep your that's good to keep your man in front of you. I think what you're seeing clearly here is that Jackson Knapp has that combination of size and athleticism that's difficult to guard. But so far, Mercer Island has done a decent job of containing him. I think the only thing that I would say is if you could look to keep him out of the post, close out those passing lanes, that would be an improvement. But still, pretty solid performance so far. And here comes Demagoshis. Looking for anywhere to go. Gets it back out to Matthews. Back to Demagoshis. And here we go. Number four out. Gets it back out to Matthews. And timeout. a timeout is called by Hazen. That is defense right there. That's what Mercer Island absolutely needs. As you see, they used two men in the paint to close off passing lanes. There was no free pass to Jackson Knapp to bail an offense that was, that was sputtering right there. That's excellent defense for Mercer Island. Definitely. And again, like we say always, Mercer Island, they got to make that choice. They got to either lock down on defense or get ready to pressure so much. They have McCrary on the court right now. McCrary is the one with so much speed and agility, and they really got to utilize that to their max capacity here. Absolutely. And here we go, folks. 5.22 left in the half. It, it is Hazen Highlanders 20, Mercer Island Islanders 18. Islanders don't even have a bonus yet. Islanders got 20 fouls compared to 20, excuse me, 10 fouls compared to Mercer Island's six. I mean, it's it's been a how uh, it's been a foul heavy game, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's been a, there's been a lot of hacking here, but that's not surprising when you got a guy like Jackson Knapp on the floor. Absolutely. Hazen getting the ball out now. This will be number 12. And here we and here we go. Anton Makiara gets the ball back out to Matthews. Matthews Demagoshis. Demagoshis now gets the ball to the perimeter, and and it looks like Macchiaro will miss his three, and a foul seems to have been called on Mercer Island. Looks like they're going to give him an over the back. Uh, we got to really look at Jalen Irvis more. He's really just kind of that invisible, silent player, but he makes so many plays happen the way they do. Mm -hmm, he's a huge part of that offense, keeping the ball moving. And, of course, Nap Jackson Knapp, the menace, actually misses his one free throw shot. And here we go, Swendrowski out on the perimeter, looking to get the ball anywhere. Oh. Misses his pass to Luke Reed, just a little too wide. I mean, there, I think what you're seeing is just a disappointing waste of a possession there. Not a bad idea by any means, but I, I don't know how else to say it. He didn't, he didn't set his feet well. It was not a good pass, and his man wasn't there. That's the kind of turnover that's going to lose you games in these tight competitions. Jalen Irvis now on the court for the Highlanders as now 
Demagoshis with the ball. Getting guarded by Swindrowski. Gets it out. Gets some perimeter passing in. And that passing lane is bottled up by Mercer Island. But, but they're they going to call a foul. They're going to call another foul on Mercer Island. I mean, My goodness. Clearly they've been playing nap tight. But I, I didn't really see it there. And you can see both Coach Cree and Chris Clark were not happy about that call. And I'm right there with them. I think that was pretty ticky-tacky. Coach Cree's definitely having a word with the ref now. That's for sure. Not a happy one. He and, misses again. Nap nice. has not. I mean, he's a physicality there. He's played like a true big man. Dominating in the post and unable to hit a free throw to save his life. Uh, Swin Dreski with, an, with another ugly pass to McCrary who bobbles it. But Hazen has been keeping the ball alive off the off the floor. Uh, another Brady bad turnover. That's back-to-back -back possessions right there where Mercer Island just, no, just had some brain-dead turnovers. Kyan Demagoshis gets the ball back out. Hazen gets it out to the perimeter. Matthews getting guarded by, getting guarded now. And just some excellent passing here from Hazen. Knapp gets it out, gets it out to his man, Matthews. He shoots for the three, and he sinks one in. It was a beauty. And, guys, that's the first points in a hot minute. It's 23-18 now with four minutes left to go. Nothing but net, and now Mershon's on the back foot. McCreary now looking to take his own three-point shot, and it is just narrowly missed, but rebounded now by Griffin King, who gets into a fight for, for the ball on the floor. Let's see where this one goes. I mean, I think what you're seeing here, though, is the both the, the better and the worst, the, the best and worst of aggressive defense here. Lots and lots of fouls, but some nice steals, a great block by Mick early on in that first quarter. And here, Hazen, again, just messes up what could have been an easy layup for Griffin King. So good defense on both sides, really. Speaking of Mick, some substitutions now for the Islanders. Nicholas Korvaskis and Marcus Abelhausen are back into the game as we get some cleaning on the court now. And keeping my folks, the lineup right now for Mercer Island is Chris Clark, Ryan McCreary, Jackson Brady, Nicholas Korvaskis, and Marcus Abelhausen. 18-23 with 3.44 left to go. Here. Mercer Island has been lightning quick on the inbound plays. We're going to have to watch for an attempt to get a quick and easy layup. And Chris Clark will get it out to Mick in the perimeter. Chris Clark back with the ball now, directing traffic, looking, looking for anywhere to go. Gets absolutely bullied by Jackson no Knapp. No foul, though. No foul called. Matthews gets it back out to his man who takes his jump shot and will miss it. Oh, excellent, blo excellent block out there, and it will be back in Mercer Island. I, well, I think what you're seeing here is Mercer Island's regained its defensive mojo here in the second quarter, but man, oh man, has the second quarter not been pretty offensively. Turnover, turnover, and then a bad, bad miss. Chris Clark getting it out to McCrary. McCrary looking for anywhere to go. Has had Chris Clark wide open, but threw it just a little too low. Cost him those precious seconds. Brady gets the ball knocked out. He's going to get a foul there. He Brady will draw a foul. Had the ball knocked out of his hands. Mm. Oh my goodness! And that's a, that's a he's gonna get a shot from the charity stripe here. I think that's a Jackson out tried to get involved there. Little too much physicality for the refs liking, and that's gonna give Mercer Island a chance to really reset, get some points for the first time in several minutes. And here comes the free show, free throw shot. It is up, and it is not good. My goodness. Brady's first and only free throws of the game so far. So he's going to miss his first one, but even if he can just split them, that would be huge for Mercer Island here. And here he goes, Jackson Brady. 
in the white and maroon jerseys as per usual here. And he'll miss his second free throw shot. It will remain at 18 to 23 game with three minutes left in the half. He's gonna get one last shot here. So we're gonna see exactly how much damage the Islanders can do. And there we go, he knocks through his third. It'll be 19-23 now. Mercer Island only down by four as Jackson Knapp towers now. Over Jackson Brady. Brady's still a monster also. Good to see Brady checking in on offense though. And here comes Matthews again, attempting the, attempting the jump shot, but will miss it. Now McCrary drives down the court, doesn't get the open look he wants. Now Abelhausen maybe could have had a shot there, but doesn't take it. Looking for anywhere to go. Now Brady gets it out to Clark. Clark out to McCrary. Ooh. Just slightly offline, but McCrary driving through. Oh my goodness gracious. That's number 21. Kenyon Jackson Thomas, or Jackman Thomas, excuse me, for Hazen with a beautiful block. I mean, that's the kind of physicality there. That's gotta be frustrating for Ryan McCrary. McCrary takes his shot now, and it is missed. It would have been a two-point shot anyway as Knapp drives down the court and just embarrasses the defense on that one. 25-19 with Hazen out in the lead. It's got to be frustrating if you're Ryan McCrary there. One for five so far tonight. Yeah, at least three of those shots earlier where just the ball, ball went inside the rim. Just went right back out though. And here comes Brady. Misses his three-point shot. Mercer Island has just been offline all second quarter. And this is what I've been kind of fearing. Like I said at the very beginning as you were kind of recapping, Mercer Island can't take their foot off the gas, and they have been. So they got to really just refresh in this next half. The shot by Knapp was missed, so it will remain a 25-19 game. Mercer Island gets it out to Clark, and Clark oh. is really should have oh, been no, fouled, but he just gets was... pushed to the ground. And the easy layup is missed what a by Kenyon Jackman Thomas. Good Lord, what a nice play there to just stay on the ball. Abelhausen misses his, misses his floater, but they get it out to Clark, and he misses his three. What is wrong with Mercer Island's offense right now? Mercer Still, Island's maybe missed their past four three-pointers so far? That's right. Now, I just want to praise Nicholas Kravaskis right there for staying on it and preventing what could have been an easy layup in transition right there and giving Mercer Island a good chance. And here comes Knapp. He does get bullied on his way to a layup, but he will miss it. 51 seconds left here in the first half. Highlanders out in front, 25 to the Mercer Islands 19 as Knapp will get another shot at some free throws. And that's just about as inevitable as fouls come. Six feet tall running downhill, you know there's gonna be a foul there. And here comes Knapp. He, he misses the third one in the row. Oh my gosh, he's just been offline when it comes to his free throws. It's been very odd considering how fantastic of a night he's been having. Here comes Knapp again. Hoping to finally get this one and get the monkey off his back. And he there does. you go. Brady Nine also checked out for, for the Nap. Islanders. Henderson's in now. 26-19 with under 45 left to go. Here comes McCrary looking for some points, any points really. And they'll get it out to Nicholas Korvaskas. And another miss from Mercer Island. 
I don't know, man. There's not much to say there. There was an attempted uh, skyhook, I believe, to be a post hook, and it just didn't work out. And there we go. Very Chris nice, Clark. nice block from, nice tip from Chris Clark on the pass. And since it goes off Hayden, that's going to go down as a steal as well. And Mercheron gets their hands back on the ball. Nice play there. Again, defensively, I really don't have enough. I can't say enough good about Mercheron this quarter. It's really been on offense where their problems have been. Here comes McCrary calling his play as they get the ball moving here. And here comes Ryan just trying to get the best shot he can. And here we go. Final point shot. Another miss from Mercer Island as that is the end of the half. That was a shot by Alex Henderson that was just, just slightly offline as we have reached the halfway point of this game. 26-19, Hazen out in front. Mercer Island reeling after that. I mean, I don't know what to tell you except that I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the story of this game. It has been a lack of offense on the part of the Islanders here. And let me just tell you right now, Chris Clark 0 for 3 from the field. Marcus Abelhoff is an 0 for 2 for the field. And... Um, and Ryan McCrary, one for five from the field. All of those guys have been huge contributors, moving the ball on offense and playing some excellent defense. But you got, but if you're Mercer Island, you got to hope they're going to reset and come out shooting a little bit better in the second half because clearly the problem has been consistency for Mercer Island on offense here. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I've said this before. I've said this again. I'll say it again for real. Mercer Island, inconsistent. This has happened across every single one of their teams so far. JVs, varsities, girls varsity, boys varsity, no matter what happens. It's just the Mercer Island way, and it's just not a good way in that fact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just a tragic, tragic chain of events here for Mercer Island, as that will do it for the first half, ladies and gentlemen. It is 26-19. Still a good bit of time in the second half for Mercer Island to come back into this one, so you will just have to tune in in just a little bit for some more Mercer Island basketball. Welcome back, folks, to some more Mercer Island boys basketball on KMIH Mercer Island. You're home for all sports up for Mercer Island. Absolutely. I'm Andrew Pearson here with Harry Gollin. Uh, our co-commentator, Sophia Zano, ha has left for the second half. But we still got another exciting half for you guys here. It is Mercer Island Islanders against the, ha the, the Hazen Highlanders. Well, bro, we did it. Yeah. But anyways, let, let's, run, let's run it through it again. Yeah. It's... We, you, you guys are listening to this on KMIH, Mercer Island. That's right. And um, it is a 26-19 ball game right now. Highlanders out in front. Hazen has just been dominating, Harry. And all of that is thanks to one very special man. Jackson Knapp, he set the tone early and often here for Hazen. He's not been able to quite make so many free throws, but it really has not mattered. He has just asserted his dominance on any Mercer Island defender that has attempted to try and stop him in the post. Absolutely dominant performance so far, putting up nine points on pretty efficient shooting. And not only that, guys, but Jackson Knapp is a fantastic story. So this is a kid who used to be an undersized shooting guard, mm -hmm. all right? And then going into the going into the pandemic lockdown back in 2020, he, he was locked down for uh, as long as the rest of us were, right? Sure. He had a seven-inch growth spurt <laughs> in that time, all right? This guy grew seven inches, and during his lockdown, to get better at basketball, right, he drove over to his grandpa's workshop in Sumner, all right? And that workshop was just a renovated middle school that his grandfather had <laughs> bought. So in that middle school, there was, there was obviously a basketball court, and 
Knapp grinded out basketball over the pandemic. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He trained there a lot, you know, always got his buddies. That's what, always what he, what he was doing. Not only that, he played in some unofficial leagues over those two years, uh, most notably playing uh, AAU through fr- Friends of Hoops. Yeah. Um, and through that, he was able to get enough film out there for University of Montana uh, head coach Travis DeCure to actually like come out and see him, right? Yeah. So in a Friends of Hoops games, in a championship, right, he he plays so well at the game that the Cure was was attending. The Cure wanted to see him again, and Friends of Hoops was so tight with the Cure that they actually played on. They actually scheduled another game just so the Cure could get another look at Nap. Nap was so good in that other game that the Cure offered him a scholarship on the spot. And speaking of Nap, right there, he gets a he gets his teammate an excellent look, even though he's unable to convert. Just another, just a fantastic night from Nap as we have returned back to the game, ladies and gentlemen. 26-19, Mercer Island down. And here we go, Chris Clark out to McCrary. McCrary looking for somewhere to go, gets it out to Cornblum. Now Brady, Brady gets, uh, gets a solid one in under the net. A beautiful layup that'll put Mercer Island up tw- or down 21-26. to I mean, that's exactly what Mercer Island was lacking. Early in the first quarter, you saw a lot of physicality, a lot of aggressiveness on both sides of the ball, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And really what's been lacking so far well, in the second quarter has really been, for Mercer Island, that offensive aggressiveness, the ability to get a bucket when you need it. So you got to be excited to see Jackson Brady converting there. Hazen getting the ball out to Matthews now. Some perimeter, perimeter passing. Nap with the ball. Step the, back. The future Missouri, Montana Grizzly misses his three-point shot. McCrary driving the ball down. Gets his way in there. Will he get his layup? He will. Show some physicality on that one. Seven minutes left here in the third quarter with with Islanders down 23-26. to It's only a one-score game, folks. And there it is. Again, that offense, that high-speed offense. Don't let him get set. Oh, Oh my my gosh. Nap was left wide open. Now that, I got to say, in fairness to Mercer Island, that was a step back. Talk about creating space. He had a slight window opportunity, and he just blew it open with a beautiful step back three right there. McCrary now driving down for Mercer Island, who are now down 23-29. to Nicholas Corvaskas gets it out to Chris Clark. Chris Clark creating some, creating some space, getting it out to Kornblum. Kornblum for the three, and he Dang. gets it. 26-29 on a beautiful play this design. This is exactly what I was talking about in the pregame. It's getting open looks to your shooters. That's what they didn't do in the second quarter, and it's fantastic to see the offense really clicking so far in this half. Matthews driving down now, gets obstructed, and it will be a foul on Mercer Island. It looks as if Hazen will get some free throw shots. I mean, if you're looking at that here, I think that that was the right play. Factually, Mercer Island was behind the play, you know, and Spencer mm-hmm. Kornblum's decision to take a swat. I mean, best case scenario, you knock it out of bounds, no foul. But at least you don't give him the easy points. Make him earn him at the free throw line. Absolutely. Free throw coming up here in just a, just a moment. Mercer Island now down by three again, 26-29. And it, it won't be. It'll, it'll just be a, a, a pass back, although the pass is out to the perimeter, and it's a missed three-point no shot. And, oh, I think we have an injury on, on the floor here. And That's number four 
for Hazen. Jalen Irvis. Oh boy. Seems to be in pain on that He's one. He's been such a big part of the offense. He hasn't checked in with too many shots, but he has been their go-to guy when the play isn't clicking. Just give him the ball, let him make some moves, and try and find anyone. He hasn't turned the ball over. He's played a clean game. It's players like that that are the difference in games like these. So you certainly got to be hurting if you're Hazen. But overall in this half, both teams have played rather well. Much cleaner, less fouls. The only foul, of course, being Spencer Kornblum's very defensible foul uh, to try and stop the easy points. And that resulted in an inbound. Overall, you got to be excited for maybe this half being a little more uh, balanced, restrained. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a there was a point there where Mercer Island was just absolutely abhorrent on on the on the field goals, but now driving down into Hazen territory, down 26 to 29, only a three-point shot needed to tie this one up. And Cornblum oh. driving down, hit tries oh. to hit the floater, but will not. It will remain a three-point deficit and for Mercer exactly Island. that's what I'm talking about there. Spencer's been pretty good this quarter, and he's been making some excellent plays. But I will say on that floater specifically, he forced it there when there was a lot of time left on the shot clock. And oh my gosh, he's not going to hit that one. He will not. He misses the three. And Jackson Clark Knapp is trying to make that step back work, and it's actually missed more times than it's hit. But if he can get that thing clicking, I can see exactly why he's a D1 commit. I mean, what you're seeing here, factually, from uh, Jackson Knapp here, is a is a three-level score. And uh, he's is just lucky he hasn't been able to hit from that final level there behind the arc. And here comes McCrary once again. And another he's foul. blocking foul. I mean, that's smart there. He essentially forces the foul there. Looking to get Hazen in foul trouble, much like Mercer Island was last half. But overall, as I was saying about that last Mercer Island possession there, forcing those shots is not great in a one-score game because it's 29-26, folks, with five left to play in this third quarter. There's no reason to force a shot. You're not desperate. Just get the open look. And here comes Recreary now trying to find some space. Gets go. it up to Corvoskis. Corvoskis in the paint now. Mm -hmm. Gets it back up to McCreary. Shoots for three, will miss that one. That is another miss from McCreary. Just hasn't been what you want as a shooter tonight. Ooh. Although excellent block from Corvaskas. And we're gonna we're gonna see the call here, but again, good job by Mick. I mean, I think that that was that was an unfortunate series of events there. Nice play by Mick to get open, but there's a bit of a scrum, not able to get it off. But nice play to get back on defense. It will be Hazen's ball, and the ball is in and out of the rim. Nap misses, gets his own rebound. Gets all types of blocks in the paint. Nap just drawing the entire Mercer Island defense on him, and he will get another couple free throw shots. I mean, I guess that's better than, I mean, it looks like they're going to give him an inbound here. I think that wasn't quite a shooting foul. I think they're going to give him a reach. No matter what, though, I, I guess from Mercer Island's perspective, it's better to foul him and make him earn him from the free throw line than let him continue eating you alive in the post, you know? Oh, an excellent re reception from Knapp and another beautiful layup. Oh, my goodness. It's 31-26 now for Hazen. Brady with the ball now. Oh, Awful pass. He just threw it away there. I mean, I think that he had a good idea there. He had a cutter. But I, I don't know if he just didn't look, but there was a man standing there. Nice play by Hazen, good positioning, but you can't make those mistakes. And number two from Hazen swooshes it in for three. That's Cyrus Harden. Oh, my gosh. Mercer Island has just been getting smoked. And oh. McCreary just absolutely bulldozes his defender. Uh, really? Is that going to be a foul call? Uh, that was, that's... 
Really? It was McCrary on Matthews. Matthews has been another no, key player. No, it's not going to be. That would be ridiculous. That was such a flop there. I mean, the, the, he certainly did get bulldozed, but Ryan McCrary barely touched him. <laughs> I mean, getting some Neymar flops out there for Hazen. McCrary with the ball now, gets it out to Corvascas. Oh, he had the shot opportunity, but doesn't take it, and he misses again. And they're going to give a foul. They're going to get Spencer Kornblum on the on the heads up offensive rebound. There, it's going to draw a foul. There again, though, you got to feel like I'm liking this approach from the Islanders. It's more discipline. They're not forcing shots, and yes, it's resulting in less missed shots, which is the most important thing. So that's what was killing them in this first half. Chris Clark going down, gets the layup, no and good. it is not online. Jackson Brady with the effort play disrupts Hazen's rebounding attempts, and now he's going to go for the three, and he misses it. It was a scrum for the ball, and oh, an oh. another disruption. Kornblum is furious right now. There. I, frankly, I think Kornblum got in the middle of that scrum. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a no call, which I think is the right call there. There's a lot of physicality on both sides. So if you're going to call it, you got to call it both ways. But absolutely, I have to call it Spencer Kornblum right there, and Jackson Brady for that matter. Just getting in there, and especially Brady, disrupting what was a clean defensive rebound. He's the only man there. Gets a hand in there, and then... Once, he, once his teammate has the ball, hustling out of the three-point line and getting a look. Just because he doesn't convert, that's good process. Matthews driving down for Hazen now. They are up 34-26 here against Mercer Island. Knapp with the ball, gets it out to his man on the perimeter. Hazen going inside with this one. Layup is shot and missed. Jackman Thomas there in the paint. I mean, that's just a good play right there. He got the physicality, leaned into his defender to draw the foul, and then took a pretty decent shot from the post. At the end of the day, you're just glad he didn't make that with uh, three minutes and change left to go. Certainly a good attack by Hazen, and that early momentum from Mercer Island has seemed to peter out, but the good process should pay off at some point. Apologies, ladies and gentlemen, who are watching on the TV stream as Jackman Thomas does get his first free throw on that one. Um, and here we go, Jackman Thomas on this one again, looking to put... Hazen up by 10, and he no will sure. not. It'll be a nine-point game. Nice rebound by Mick. And here goes McCrary, commanding his offense now. Looking to get the ball out mm. anywhere. Put some mustard on that one to Abelhausen. Abelhausen, excellent pass and catch mm. from Kornblum. Kornblum gets it up to Brady, and they miss again. I mean, that was a good play, but I think you're getting a little too smart there. I think what you're seeing is that what a, you know, Kornblum clearly saw that his defender sold out and missed on an attempt to get a steal and get in transition out there. But he then tried to force it into Jackson Brady. He tried pump fake, forcing it in there. Overall, another good offensive possession, but just a little more discipline. Let the play come to them. It'll be 35-26 now. Hazen up in front. Excellent block from Kornblum. Again, I mean, I think you're seeing Matthews has gotten very aggressive here. And overall, it's been a mixed bag here. Mm -hmm. He's certainly put a lot of pressure on Mercer Island's defense, but uh, Mercer Island's defense has responded admirably, adjusting to his attack. And here goes Knapp back in the paint, bullying his oh, way through. What and a double team. Excellent block and steal. McCrary now driving down. Doesn't take as, as full advantage as he could have. Getting the ball on the perimeter now. Abelhausen takes his three-point shot, and he misses oh, that one. Mikkel and they're going to... Oh, what are they oh, calling that one? Uh, they're going to say that uh, They're gonna say that Hazen got that ball. It went off Mick right before it went out of bounds. But, man, oh, man, that's exactly, exactly what I was talking about before the game, about how you can contain Jackson now. What a beautiful play by Jackson Brady to come from behind and just 
and just get a nice block. I mean, Nap didn't see it coming. That's the kind of double team that you need. It's a smart, safe double team. Absolutely, and it looks like a timeout is now called. Boy, what a... It's been an action-packed quarter, Harry, with 2.22 left on the clock, 26.35 with Hazen out in front. I think it's certainly been a bit of a frustrating half for Mercer Island results-wise. The process, I really, I can't emphasize enough, folks, how much better it has been for Mercer Island. They're not forcing shots, quality looks, discipline on defense. I mean, the fouls have been so much more in control. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it feels like this Mercer Island team has come out playing better basketball, even if the results don't necessarily reflect that. Yeah, I mean, it's just been unfortunate for Mercer Island. Um, their, their offense just hasn't been on the same page it was way back in the first quarter where they were just on fire. What do you think changed defensively for Hazen to really shut down this Mercer Island offense? I mean, it's easy to try and describe it to some specific change, but I think at the end of the day, what you saw is that Hazen just kept putting pressure on Mercer Island. At first, Mercer Island came out hot and then cooled off a little bit. They kept trying to take these tough shots, and then they stopped falling. Hazen hasn't changed. It's been Mercer Island's sort of ability to hit those tough shots that has, and it's only been now that they've adjusted to stop trying to take those tough shots that I think we're going to see better play from Mercer Island overall. Excellent look, and it is almost a picture-perfect rep rep replica of the pass back inbounds, and, and Kornblum lays it up and get, get some points on the board for Mercer Island. Hazen gets the, ball out, gets the ball out to Matthews, and he shoots another beautiful three. Mercer Island is now down 10, 38 to 28. Down to Hazen. My goodness. What a pass. I mean, straight out from the paint all the way to the perimeter. Beauty. Kornblum get, getting disrupted now. Gets it into McCrary. Yeah, McCrary gets it out to Brady. Brady with a three-pointer and missed again. They're going to call an out. Yep. I think they're going to call an over the back there. Mershon, I mean... What you're seeing there, right. And again, I want to compliment Ryan McCrary right there, though. He was in a tough spot, and instead of taking a bad shot, he passed it out there. Got uh, Jackson Brady a pretty good look. Overall, again, more disciplined approach. The shots just have not been falling for Mercer Island so far in this quarter. Here comes Cyrus Harden now for, for Hazen. They get it out to Knapp, although Knapp will not get that layup in. With a minute and a half, Jackson Knapp has really made his presence felt, reasserting Hazen's dominance here, especially in the low post on offense in the third quarter. I mean, you had to feel like, especially early on in that third quarter, he was trying to hit those step-back threes, and, you know, they were very impressive, very fancy-looking. But in the end, he's going to do most of his damage down low. First free-throw shot for Knapp is good. You can see why he's such a highly talented recruit. That'll be 15 points now. For Lord, uh, I mean, he has been almost half of this Highlander point point output. I mean, he, he has just been ridiculous today. He shoots another free throw, and he gets that one in. After a cold streak on free throws to start the game off, he has been fantastic from the line ever since. Uh, Abelhausen getting bullied a little bit on the double team. But he gets out of it. Nice play right there. Excellent dribbling from McCray to at least get the ball out. Oh, no. Is that going to be a travel? Uh, or, they, like or did they not get the ball up over in time? I, I don't know. I'm not entirely clear. I didn't see what the wrestling was. But here, I think, uh, to get to get back to your point about Jackson now, it's not just that he's accounted for 16 of their 40 points. It's also been, frankly, that the offense has run through him. He's been mm -hmm. passing. The ball has been in his hands, and he has deformed the Mercer Island defense to get looks for his teammates. Absolutely. Matthews now gets it back out to Knapp. 
Nap ever dangerous going Ooh. in. Gets the ball blocked out, but they're gonna call another foul. I Kornblum mean, I, has Corblum John with the refs now. I think Ryan McCreary there was trying to prevent uh, another nap, another easy nap lay-in, and I think that that was the right play with 106 left. I mean, time is starting to run a little low for Mercer Island's potential comeback down 12 here. So giving Jackson Knapp more easy looks, not acceptable. Bit of a desperate play by Ryan McCurry, but I think the right one. And here we go, and Knapp gets it in again. It's 41-28 with a minute left in the third quarter. Mercer Island down by a decent margin now. And that's going to be 13 points here with just a minute and six to go, so... In the third quarter, that's not ideal. And here comes Knapp. He finally misses one. And another foul is called. That's going to be an over-the-back on Knapp, and I can see exactly how that happened. He misses the shot. He knew coming out of his hands. You can see from his expression he missed that. He was desperate to make up for that by jumping out, and he ends up making a little too much contact there. 17 points now for Jackson Knapp. He's finally called out of the game, and he will be subbed in. Uh, we will have a sub in for, for him now. Abelhausen. For Mercer Island, driving down, gets the ball out to Swindrowski. Swindrowski out to Mick, back to Abelhausen. Just trying to get the ball anywhere. Wide open shot for Kornblum, and he got it. 31-41 with 40 seconds left here in the third. I'm tell you what you about this Mercer Island team, but especially in that game against Bellevue, they prove Wall Streaky, they are dangerous. They get hot like they were at the beginning of this game, like they were in the back end against Bellevue. They can make a game like this very interesting. And Matthews, the unsung hero here for, for Hazen, and gets another beautiful layup. 43-31 with 20 seconds left in the quarter. I mean, there's not much more you can say about Matthews here, though. Oh, and there he pokes the ball loose. Abelhausen will have to regain it with only 10 seconds left on the shot clock. But he's just been a blue collar taking the shots that no one else wants to take. There, Kornblum driving down, misses, nope. misses his layup. And they try and get the ball out. Country mile shot from half court, and it will not go in. 31-43, Harry. And my goodness, it's Good been all hazing ever since the first quarter. It's, it's interesting to see exactly where the divide between what good process is and what good results ends up being. Because Mercer Island opened the game very aggressive. And they were, and they did force some shots, but overall played good offense. They cooled down significantly in the second quarter, but here in the third quarter, they've gotten better looks, and the shots just aren't falling. Still, they're down 13, uh, they're down 12 rather, which is pretty significant. Mm -hmm. But heading into this fourth quarter, I think the main goal for Mercer Island has got to be to find some reliable offense. That has been the biggest problem. In the end, as much as Jackson Knapp has set the tone for Hazen, he hasn't totally taken over. It just feels frustrating if you're a Mercer Island fan here because the team has not found a way to make it work offensively. They had, they don't have that one guy who's been hitting everything he looks at, right? It's just been a lack. Of, there's not even a unified mentality. It's just been a bit of a sloppy game offensively. And even as they cleaned up their act, now the shots aren't falling. Not the best night offensively for the Islanders. And they, and ever since, like you said, Harry, ever since the first quarter, I mean, the Islanders have just not been hitting their shots consistently, and it's just been unfortunate because the defense, mm -hmm. even though it's had its sputters, to have Hazen down to only 43 points in the fourth to start off the fourth, that's not bad at all. As we do start the fourth quarter here, 31-43, 
with the final quarter starting here. Islanders is down. The refs here. Hazen not happy with some of these calls, but I mean, it's been a pretty, the refs have been involved tonight. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you that much. Double digit fouls for almost both teams in the first half. And we're well on our way now here in this second half to do it again. The guys on the court for Mercer Island are Abelhausen, Kornblum, Clark, Korvaskas, and Henderson. Henderson with the ball now. Hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, but has been effective when he's been in there. Abelhausen now on the perimeter, looking for somewhere to go. Gets it out to Mick. Mick trying to drive down, and it will be a called foul. I mean, I think what you're seeing here simply, but I want to shout out Mick real quick. Uh, he has been just hot. He's been a huge presence on the defensive side of the ball, which has been essential for keeping Mercer Island at all in this game when the offense has just not been there. I mean, that bear swat on defense to start out the game was absolutely beautiful. He will be subbed out, for, out, subbed out now for Jackson Brady. And it looks like Henderson will get a shot for a three. Misses nope. it, but rebounded by Kornblum. And another foul is called. Kornblum not happy about it. And just another interference by the refs, Harry. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to disagree with them too much considering it's been pretty physical, but it's certainly frustrating to see a game that has been so dominated by the whistle here. Still, I think the main memo, the main uh, sort of message this game has sent is that Mercer Island still has struggled to get up, has struggled to get it going on offense, and that has ended up bleeding through what's been a pretty solid defensive effort. Jaden Holmes with the free throw, not connecting on that one. It'll remain a 12-point game, and here comes Kornblum. Goes for the layup, Bad but shot. gets smothered. He wanted the foul, and I don't know how else to say it because that was not a good shot there. Spencer Kornblum has been playing an excellent game there, both offensively and defensively, but that is that is probably his first or second bad shot of the night. I think he thought he was going to get a foul there, but Hazen avoids getting too much contact. Chris, Chris Clark gets it out to Kornblum. Three-point shot just in and out of the rim. I mean, that's that's been the story of this second half for Mercer Island so far here. A wide-open three-pointer that just rims right out. Matthews with the ball now for Hazen. He has been the an excellent number two to nap. Ooh. A very, a very effective motion for a layup there from number three, Jaden Holmes. Uh, not online for Hazen. Mercer Allen trying to get the ball anywhere into the net. Mm. Abelhausen saves a backcourt. Yeah, but I mean, I think you. Oh, Brady under in the post what gets two guys to miss, and, and he gets, gets it. it. He gets it on his own putback. 33 to 43. Effort plays like that are what win you basketball games, though they're going to have to do a lot more with six and a half minutes left, down 10. And here we go back to Matthews, the uh, the best, really the second best player on the court here, if I'm being honest. has just been excellent today. And here comes Jaden. Holmes gets it back out to Matthews. Matthews directing his offense. And I think he was a late addition. Oh! massive collision there in the paint and they're not going to give it to Matthews there I think Matthews thought he was going to foul but you know I think it's a funny story you know he doesn't quite have Jackson Nastray but for uh, for Matthews here we had to pencil him in he yes. wasn't on our roster so uh, you know certainly I think Hazen is not regretting that last second addition here as he's been such a difference maker so far I mean my goodness it's just been constant domination as the bad, bad man is back on the court, Harry. Jackson Knapp is returning to the game for Hazen, and that is the last thing you want to see if you're Mercer Island. Chris Clark driving down for Mercer Island now. 
Gets it out to Kornblum. Now to Abelhausen. Abelhausen getting getting it out there. Ooh. Getting out to Brady. Three-point shot. On line. Five minutes, 56 seconds left, and we're going to see a timeout as Mershon's going to look to regroup. Down seven. This game is not over. And I think that's what the mo that's the most important thing here. Mercer Island has been getting those looks. I mean, with a little bit more luck, a little bit of a softer shooting stroke, this is a borderline tie game. This game is closer than the 43-36 score indicates. And with just under six minutes left to go in this fourth quarter, Mercer Island looks pretty dangerous right now. I mean, they're heating up at just the right time with only six minutes left to go, but no points allowed so far. The Cardiac Kids, I mean, that's what they've been doing so far, though. Defensively, they've been really solid. Their worst stretches defensively were largely off turnovers on offense. When they've allowed themselves to get set on defense, they have been locked down. The only man who's been able to really force a bucket consistently against them is a D1 commit named Jackson Knapp, who's six feet tall. I mean, six foot seven. Six foot seven? He's six foot seven. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't know what else to say here except that. The only man they haven't been able to stop on Hazen when they've been able to when they put themselves in a position to play good defense has been a college basketball caliber player. I mean, a good game for Mercer Island defensively. You just gotta hope that the offense can start holding up its end of the bargain here. I mean, keep in mind, folks. Jackson Knapp accounts for 17 of Hazen's 43 points. That's their lead of seven plus 10. I mean, it, he has been the complete X factor. Uh, there's nothing more game. to say. I mean. You put an average guy who checks in with five points. That's a good night. Hazen's losing this game. I mean, him and Matthews have been, I mean, I know it's a bit hyperbolic, but a Jordan-Scotty Pippen-esque duo tonight. Right I mean, just mistakes. Hazen getting double teamed. And uh, oh. defensive breakdown there. Disappointing. I think Mercer Island really thought that with that loose ball, they could they would be able to get a turnover there, but just not able to work it. So here down 45-36 with five and a half left. Mercer Island's got to make something happen. Anton Macchiaro with those points. Chris Clark with the step back three. Did you see what I just saw, Harry? That was 39 He made himself wide open. Uh, he was That was not an open shot, and then all of a sudden it was. Oh, uh, Macchiaro. Complete ball three. Oh, no Chris call. Clark. No call. Hazen's not happy about it, but Chris Clark with a huge defensive rebound. Down six with five left. And here goes Henderson, does miss his three, but Chris Clark just stole his lunch money on that one, Harry. That's the physicality there, and certainly the refs have dominated this game, but good to see them not getting in the way of some good old-fashioned rebounding action down there, you know? Jaden Holmes getting oh, it back Chris out of the Clark, perimeter. What a Did you see Chris Clark? Teammate. Did you see that? Kornblum down, goes for the layup. They're going to call a foul? They are. That's a huge play with four minutes, 43 seconds left to play. Down six. The Islanders cannot afford to waste a possession and I, like and this. And I can't, and I need to paint this picture, folks. Chris Clark got a steal on the on the boundary. That's right. No look pass behind him to mm -hmm. Kornblum. And Kornblum now, thanks to the wonderful awareness from Clark, knocks the first in one his free throw. 40 to 45. Things are heating up here for Mercer Island. My goodness, Harry, we've got a ball game on our hands. That's right, Mercer Island's offense is finally clicking. And here, if Kornblum can drop his second shot in there, it's almost a one-score game. Here comes Kornblum, the future quarterback of this Mercer Island athletic Bang. group. And here we go, 41-45 with 440 left to go in the game. Oh. Deep pass for Hazen. Good recovery for Mercer Island. And here we go, it's number, it's number 11 now for Hazen. 
Looking for anywhere to go with this one. Excellent block. Oh, was that tipped? It was tipped. Like that's that physicality. It's getting in that passing lane. That's what Mercheron has done best. I mean, they're moving so quickly, it's even hard for me to see sometimes here. You know what I'm saying? It's just been really consistent defense. Getting in the way, making themselves pests in the passing lanes. And here we go. Back, back out to 22. Uh-oh. Now, that's in the up. paint. They're going to give him a foul call there. I mean, better. It, it, it was honestly better because Kyan Demagoshis was wide open for, for a three-point attempt. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're seeing here is that clearly Henderson and Alex Henderson was not happy about that call, but it was a lot of physicality down in the post. Down four with 4.15 left. Merceron's got a hope. Jackman oh. Thomas misses his first free throw shot. It'll remain a four-point game. And, and here we go. Jackman Thomas looking to try and give Hazen a little bit more of a cushion here. Free throw no is good. missed. Mercer Island's got it. Henderson passing up. McCrary now shoots for three. Heat check three. No misses. good, but Kornblum with a huge offensive rebound. Abelhausen now. He's going to take his own heat check shot. And no oh. good. Ah. Just a tease and there that. from the rim. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. loses control of the ball, and he's not going to able And Hazen misses a huge opportunity for a wide-open layup. And there goes Nav for a deep three. Deep oh, my three. God. He hits it. From Island Crest, Way Jackson, Nav. It's 48-41, and the Islanders are on the back foot here with three minutes, 40 seconds left. Seven-point game. Good guys down by seven. McCrary gets gets. There's going to be a foul here. Nav's not happy about it. Let me tell you right there. You said Nav's been the difference maker. Good Lord. That's a difference maker right there. I mean, that was all the momentum going Mercer Island's way, playing lockdown defense. And here you got a guy who's just been killing in the post, six foot seven, physically dominating. So, of course, they're going to play a bit of drop coverage. They're going to try and avoid letting him get in front of them. And he kills him with a three from nearly half court. That's brutal. And here comes the white maroon Jack Ryan McCreary. Shoots his free throw. He hits that one. 42-48. 3.36 left on the clock, ladies and gentlemen. Mershon needs these, needs these free throws. I mean, it's late. Scoring's hard to come by. And you got Jackson Knapp coming down the court. Here comes McCrary. 43-48, five-point game. It's time for Mercer Island to pick it up. Hazen driving it down, though. They get it in the paint. Jackman Thomas, he's going to force it. No good, but um, Knapp with the rebound. And will Knapp get it in? No! No, no but they're going to give him the foul call. And Knapp started the game out, Harry, missing a good handful of his free throws. It's true. He's been hot, though. He's been hot on his that's free throws right, recently. That's right. I mean, but you got to think it's on his mind a little bit here. Uh, we'll see how it pans out here because it's a pretty close game. Hazen needs this cushion right here with three minutes, 24 seconds left to go. Up 48-43. And his first free throw will connect. It is a six-point game now. And let's see what he can do to give Hazen more of a cushion. Here comes Jackson Knapp. He shoots. No good. Oh, and a fight for the ball on the rebound. They're going to give it to Mercer Island here. Yeah. 49-43, 3.23 left, left to go. Harry, Jackson Knapp has accounted for 21 of, the, of Hazen's 49 points. And it's more than that, though, because that actually undersells his impact in this second half. Hazen has not had an offense outside of Jackson Knapp for most of this second half here. And here we go. Spencer Kornblum puts up a free throw. Will he get it? No, it bounces out. 
Mercer Allen really needs these points right now. Yeah, the least he can do is split him to erase the damage Jackson Knapp did. And here we go. Here comes Kornblum one more time. He shoots, and he got scores it. on That's that one. It. Now 49-44 with 3.23 left. The Islanders are looking for some instant offense here. They're Hayden, playing tight. Hayden Matthews playing hot potato with his other man. Oh. Tipped ball. It will go back to Hazen, but... It was just more physical defense, mm -hmm. getting I mean, in passing lanes. Exactly. I mean, it's getting the hand, the elbow, anything in there to not let Hazen run its offense smoothly. Cyrus Harden get past the ball all the way back to Matthews. They may be looking to run out the shot clock here on their possessions, just essentially bleed the clock out so Mercer Island does not have a chance to really make a run. And there we go. Two good Jackman Thomas with an excellent layup in the paint. Under three to go, 51-44, Hazen out in front. Abelhausen with the ball now for Mercer Island. And there's going to be a timeout from Coach Creek. Now here, Mercer Island has certainly made it interesting, but the inability to get things going in, that, in those second and third quarters are starting to hurt because they have played an absolutely fantastic fourth quarter here. With two minutes, 52 seconds left, it's a whole new game. Even down seven, Mercer Island feels dangerous with defense clicking and especially that ever so fickle offense. The shots are finally falling for the first time since halfway through that first quarter. And Harry, I'm starting to get reminded a little bit of that Bellevue game. Well, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. Less no. than a minute left, Mercer Island hit three three-pointers. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. This game is not over yet. Mercer Island has the capacity to snake bite Hazen here. Maybe, but for I'll believe it when I see it. Right now, Mercer Island just needs to play good fundamental basketball and here we go ladies and gentlemen 252 left to play the men on the on the court now former surround are going to be spencer kornblum ryan mccrary chris clark jackson brady and marcus abelhausen yeah. chris clark showing off some moves getting it what getting into the paint and abelhausen he gets, gets fouled he gets he, fouled right he there. gets fouled he's gets, he gets a shot foul i mean Here's where the comeback starts, Harry. Maybe, but I mean, what we're going to see here is first he's got to hit those free throws. I mean, that's step one. Nice play to get the shooting foul. He pump fakes, right, to get his bigger defender out of the paint, out of the way. Indian not able to make the layup, but still a good job getting that contact, getting that foul. Once he has a defender in the air, he made him pay. And Marcus Abelhausen just a little bit short on that free throw, unfortunately. It'll remain a seven-point game. Can he cut it to two scores, however, on this next free throw? Mick coming in to play some. I mean, he could be huge here with the rebounds and blocks he's been getting. He could come up big. And here we go, Marcus Abelhausen. The stadium goes silent. Here comes the free it's throw. good. It, it is a two-score game, ladies and gentlemen. 45-51, 2.40 left to play here. And they get Jackson it out to Nap. He's going to do it himself. He's calling his own number one more time from the oh! post. The finger roll. What a beauty with two and a half left to go. Mercer Island does not have an answer. And here we go. Kornblum getting it out to the perimeter now. Jackson. Oh, and here we go. Here comes Mick. Oh, oh just okay. missed. Can't quite get it 53-45. 2-10 left. I mean, at this point, Mercer Island's on their back foot. They need a big play here to get back in this one. Jackson Knapp has put his foot down and made sure that Mershon's not going to get back into this game. And here comes Matthews now directing his offense. Getting the ball out. Ooh. Ball is tipped by, by Clark, but unfortunate. And here comes a free shot for Knapp. 
Nap misses a, a three. There it is. There's Matthew, the putback. One more time. The infamous one-two punch. And that's ten point, up 10 points with a minute 40 left to go. Mercer Island, it's a three or nothing here. And here we go. Now back to McCrary. Trying to create space, and McCrary just loses the ball. And that is an unfortunate that's a killer. play right there. I think that, that may do it here, folks. He goes off McCreary's leg. He was uh, swarmed by Hazen defenders, and uh, you're seeing the risk of handling the ball that often. Too much dribbling, not enough shooting on that possession for Mercer Island. 160 crucial seconds left here in the final half. You need 90, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm bad at math. <laughs> and there and we go. An that instant might three. Be the dagger. Cyrus Harden gets him again. 58-45 with a minute 15 left. Brady looking for anywhere to go. Gets fouled on that They're one. Give him the call. I mean, I think what you're seeing here really is that Mercer Island played a much better fourth quarter. But right then, I mean, Matthews is to a certain extent Cyrus Harden certainly. But let's be honest, Jackson Knapp just put his foot down and stuffed Mercer Island right back to where they were at the beginning of this quarter. Frustrating if you're a Mercer Island fan, but it's certainly been fun to watch to see a guy who can just, who's such a complete basketball player. Absolutely, that's why he's going to Montana, man. And Brady here. now from the charity stripe. Here we go. He's already cashed in on one free throw tonight. And here we go for an extra point. And he no, misses sir. that one. Unfortunate. Mercer Island getting it in their heads now. Chris Clark massaging his calf. I mean, I, I would be sore too after, uh, <laughs> after that run <laughs> that Hazen just went on. And here we go. Men on the floor are Jackson Brady, Ryan McCrary, Spencer Kornblum, Chris Clark getting getting subbed out now for number 14, Nathan Lau. We've barely seen him all game, but he's finally out on the court. Yeah. And Brady will miss his no second good. free throw. 45-58, ladies and gentlemen. Nap downhill, head of steam, what a pass. And here we go. Hazen. Trying, trying to get the ball. Lau, excellent defense. And in the paint once Jackson again. Thomas blocked by Cornblum. Cornblum with the call that a foul, and he is livid. I'd be livid too. That was as clean as a that's a clean up block as you're gonna get. Really? We are not here to see the refs, Harry. <laughs> and they have disrupted this game more, really more than Dap has. I mean, it has been absolutely ridiculous. Just it's how many fouls? Game. It's one thing. It is one thing for the rest to be involved in a physical game like this. But with double-digit fouls on both teams, this half, and double-digit fouls for Mercer Island, and I think almost double-digit fouls for Hazen in the first half. It was. It was. I mean, we're breaking like 20, 25 fouls total. Are you kidding me? I mean, it has just been ridiculous. Jackman Thomas set to get his free throw up, and it is good. 59-45. Hazen running away with this one with 45, or 54, excuse me, seconds left on the clock. Jackman Thomas gets another one up there, and it is good. 45 to 60 with a with 50 seconds left. Can Mercer Island, and just trying to create too much there for Chris Clark, trying to drive one into the paint. He's but looking for the call at this point. I mean, yeah. it feels like Mercer Island's offense is kind of flailing here, just trying to get anything going. Because after it seemed like things were going their way, I'll tell you what the turning point was. That Jackson Knapp deep three. Oh, my what God. What are you going to do there? Uh, I mean, the dagger might have been Matthews, but the turning point 
the moment when it really felt like this game was not going Mercer Island's way, it was definitely that nap three. I mean, Knapp has just been dominant, and he will get subbed out for these last 45 seconds. Let the young guys play here for Hazen. 15-point deficit for the good guys. And 48.9 seconds left. I mean, it's pretty hard to do that, especially in a sport like basketball. You're looking for a point every three seconds. And there we go. Chris Clark get, does get one free throw in. It'll be a 46-point uh, affair for Mercer Island now. I don't know what to say. Disappointing, certainly, if you're Mercer Island, considering how well they played defensively. But you don't, frankly, the performance that they had in the, at the sort of last third of that first quarter and then that second quarter and even into the third quarter, that's not a winning offensive effort. Overall, they did as much as you could reasonably expect to contain a Jackson Knapp who is as good as advertised. And keep in mind, folks, he accounts for 23 that's of right. Hazen's 60 points going, probably going to be 61 now with Matthews at the free throw line. He shoots. No, He'll actually sir. miss that one. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like this is a situation where Mercer Island's defense broke down when their offense failed him, and their offense failed him a lot. Yep. He can't win games like that. And here comes Matthews once again. Not going to go. Misses both of his free throws and a foul there. It will go Mercer Island's way, it looks like. I mean, I think what you're seeing here, fundamentally, is a difference between a team that has a six foot seven, three level score, who's a college level basketball player, and a team that doesn't. Because at the end of the day, when Hazen couldn't get its shots to fall, when they looked lost on offense, they said, "All right, you know what? Let's just get the ball in the post to Jackson Knapp." Mercer Island does not have a Jackson Knapp, and I think that was the difference here. Just an absolutely dominant performance for a guy who has really been the difference maker for Hazen. I mean, he really does account for the entire point swing. That's right. In, for for Hazen. Now, let's see what Spencer Cornblum can do here from the free throw line. And he'll get that one. 47-point game. He's been pretty solid from the, uh, from the free throw line, missing only one so far. And I believe going four for five in this mm -hmm. second half from the charity stripe. And here he goes again. He'll that get five that one. For six. I mean, that's, that's a solid effort, man. 12-point game. And another foul there, just trying to be physical, just do, just desperately trying to get the clock stopped. 42.6 seconds now in the game. Islanders down 48-60 to Hazen. And it'll be another free throw. Oh, my gosh. It looks like we're in the hack-a-shack phase of the game where Mercer Island's just desperately trying to save time and praying, praying that Hazen suddenly forgets how to shoot free throws because there's really not much else for Mercer Island to do. And this one will be to will be for Jaden Holmes. Oh, and that is the most beautiful rim swirl for oh, a free throw. He didn't expect that. He didn't expect <laughs> the ball to go back to him. Uh, oh, a little bit man. of miscommunication with the referee for that second free throw, but yeah. I will have to say though, Harry, considering that they have Jackson Knapp on this team, 61 points allowed. That's pretty good if you're the Mercer Island defense. I cannot say enough good things about the Mercer Island defense. And uh, Chris Clark just missed miss another three. He's going to toss up another miss from deep, obviously, desperation play to just try and save time early in the possession. Shame it couldn't fall. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to say here, Andrew. I really can't say enough good things about defense. I mean, I can just look down the roster, and I can tell you, almost each and every single guy has had a massive defensive play. Offensively, it's been a different story, a real Jekyll and Hyde situation for Mercer Island with one of 
the best defensive performances I have seen from them all year. And genuinely just an anemic offense that caught fire at various points, but mm -hmm. was not able to string together a consistent consistent points. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And that's another extra free throw free throw point scored there for Hazen. 20 seconds left. I it Oh, there we go. McCrary shoots a three. That's probably his go. best shot of the night. Yeah. 16, 16 seconds down, another foul. All right, Harry. It looks like we're in the closing seconds of this game. Mm -hmm. uh, Mercer Allen's down by 12. I think it's time we get to the KMH 88-9, the bridge. Player of the game. And I don't think this one's a real question. I mean, it pains me that we're going to start the player of the game with 14.8 seconds left, but... At this point, with Mercer on down 63-51, it's a bit of an inevitability. And yeah, you're right, it's not a question. He opened up by killing Mercer Island in the post, in the paint. <laughs> and then he decided, you know what, that's not enough. I need to hit a back-breaking three in the middle of Mercer Island's fourth quarter rally. It's the one, the only, all six feet, seven inches of them, Jackson Knapp. You forgot the 200 pounds, by the yeah. way. Well, I think the 200 pounds certainly came into play when every Mercer Island defender looked like uh, a middle schooler out there trying to hold him back in the paint. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. And again, Jackson Knapp's story is, again, amazing. Certainly. Uh, Six seconds left here with more free throws for Hazen. And uh, we've already gone it through once, once in the broadcast, but this is a kid who grinded out his entire time in lockdown right. just to dedicate his entire off time to basketball in the midst of a seven inch growth spurt. He That's has been right. he has been fantastic. Uh, he really looks he looks like a new man. Reportedly he used to play guard and yeah. now now he's now he's big enough to play forward. I mean it's easy to look at a guy who's six, seven, two hundred pounds in high school and say, well yeah, obviously he's a good basketball player. But he did not always have that. I mean he really he has worked for every single bit of success he has had at the high school level. I mean, and I can't be more happy for him. I mean, he has that Dirk Nowitzki skill set of being a big man in a in an offensive position, and yeah. he has been truly special. That is the end of the game, by but the way, real folks. Quick, I just want to give a shout out to Hayden Williams, number twenty-two. I mean, he was a right in for our roster. He's been a more recent addition for hate for the Hazen Highlanders, but he stepped in really in that Robin role oh, to yeah. Jackson Knapp's Batman, and just. I mean, Knapp couldn't be out there all the time, and Hazen still needed some buckets. And, and Matthews was just fantastic I mean, there's as well. No, I mean, I think there's no other way to put it except that without Matthews, this is a close game where Jackson Knapp heroically pulls it out, and maybe it goes a different way. But Matthews forced Mercer Island to play more balanced. They didn't allow mm. him to double-team uh, Jackson Knapp as much, and it made sure that when Jackson Knapp wasn't on the floor, there was still an offensive threat for the Highlanders. Absolutely, and with that concludes our coverage of the game between the Mercer Island Islanders and the Hazen Highlanders. Highlanders winning 67-51 to 51 in a dominant showing. Jackson Knappen and Hayden Matthews That's leading right. the way on that one. We here at KMIH would like to give our thanks to all the folks who make these broadcasts possible. Shoutouts to our friends in the station tonight, Matthew, Theo, and Sam for keeping this broadcast running as smooth as can be. And of course, our lovely listeners at home, thank you so much for tuning in to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge and sharing your precious time with our station. I've been Andrew Pearson here with Harry Gollin saying good night and see you next time on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.